Hello and welcome to another episode of Leisure Time with Duncan and Jonathan. As always, I am Duncan. As always, I'm Jonathan. And we are joined for the second time we've actually had all four of us here. Um, no cats or dogs yet to speak of, but they might join again too. Um, we have both my, both my sisters, um, Sharzad. Hello. And Kai. Yo. <laughs> all right. And we actually had to decide um, what we were going to talk about. And Jonathan had a pretty good idea that we, that spun off from something we were talking about earlier. Um, we, we talked about, as it started out, as you wanted to talk about the uh, rise of online um, learning or <laughs> something along the, something to that effect. <laughs> right, like not just formal education, but a lot of have popped up and a lot of you know online courses from different places yep. have come along just because you know the interest is there especially in this day and age where a lot of people will uh, you know want to better themselves to pursue you know opportunities whether it be a hobby or they turn it into like a side hustle a lot of times or in some cases, it actually does become their day job. <laughs> yeah, in some work. cases, like, it's hard to be able to come to like, something that you're fully committed to. So, you know, it's interesting to know that, you know, at a time, it used to be a time where if you pursued a hobby, you would have to physically go somewhere yeah. to, you know, get whatever equipment you were seeking. But now, you know, the playing field is kind of, yeah, I mean, and the reason what really started this this um subject matter was um I recently and I was actually looking at this ironically enough because Kai's thirtieth birthday is coming up, Charlotte just celebrated her twenty fifth birthday, and which are both milestone years. And had I thought about this before the end of June, I probably would have gotten Charlotte something like this instead. Of what I ended up getting her, um, I did get her something related, <laughs> sort of. Um, but yeah, I, I recently discovered. Now I've known about this. Um, I know about the parent company for a better part of the last year or so. Um, but um, there's a, I don't know, plus there a bunch of stage magicians have gotten together and um and started this website i don't know exactly when it launched it i think it was pre-covid but i'm not certain um i think it really took off because of covid um yeah but um but it's what the parent company is magic makers and the service is master magic tricks is what it's called and like we mentioned, I want to say last when was it? Um, August <laughs> when we did it. The magic. Yeah, it was about a year ago, man. Yeah, so, yeah. So just it's around a year ago. We were talking about um, our experience with magic tricks, and Kai was not able to join us. That she also has some experience in that field. <laughs> Long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think magic, you know, bringing that up. I think that's one of those. Skills is just always around, you know. How it may be presented differs from you know yep. decade to decade, but you know the basic element, especially when it comes to card tricks. Especially, I mean, yep. <laughs> to this, say magic, 
one of the first things that tended, or one of the first tricks that tends to pop up in my head are card tricks, the, the song the woman in head, and the rabbit. Yeah, the rabbit. Yeah, to the point that I think you mentioned, and you mentioned this in the last time we brought this up, that you said that you thought the rabbit was was a standard feature of top hats until you saw your first one in person. Yeah, like I thought <laughs> when I saw a top hat, I was like, wait, wait, we have the rabbit. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Yeah. So, well, you were part of that conversation. You knew he said that. Yeah, I know. That's so cute. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, and they have a bunch of things on here. It's like, and it's like, um, now, I've known, I know a couple, of, recognize a couple of the names here, but it's mostly a bunch of um, new or, I mean, it, it's not like the like, it's not, it, you don't have the likes of Penn and Teller or, um, or David Copperfield or Joshua J. They're not on this as far as I can tell. I haven't actually done that much with it yet. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, because I've been a little busy. Yeah, but still, it's fun. Um <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. Like I said, um, and Jonathan, you wanted to. Do, I'll let you handle this next one because you're the one who brought it up, and you actually have experience with this one. But you you brought up master class. <laughs> All right, master class for those who are not aware. You know, it's a great way to hone your craft, whatever it may be. If it's screenwriting, if it's you know, if it's acting, you're trying to get into. Like a lot of people were, you know, trying to get into Hollywood, trying to break in <laughs> both inside and outside of the area. So Masterclass is a great way to, you know, hone that in. You know, songwriting, I know for sure, is on there just because, again, we have a lot of people trying to break into that side of things. I'm on myself, so, you know. And, you know, it brings up a great point, too, that, YouTube has become, you know, more budget-friendly. Because I was like, Masterclass is great and all, but if you're on a budget, you might not want to take that out. You know, that's a that's a bit of a high-end tier. Yep. So, yeah. YouTube has become, you know, more uh, savvy, you know, more budget-conscious option for a lot of people. <laughs> Especially if you're trying to learn, for example, how to change the side. And like for those that, you know, wouldn't get into those mechanical skills. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that's trying to, you know, learn to become a mechanic. Just, especially those college students that just moved out the house. <laughs> They're trying to learn how to change the side, how to, you know, oil change, all those things. That's become okay to do that. Yep. Yeah, you also brought up uh, stuff like Skillshare, Patreon. Like, there's a lot of uh, yeah, Patreon, the Skillshare. Yeah, I kept all those. Yeah, there's a lot of like crappy YouTubers that I follow that offer classes for like soap making, like DIYs, resin pouring, like all that kind of stuff. 
Which no, this is not sponsored. This is just our opinions. <laughs> I'm not sponsored by that.
classes through the CIA. Culinary Institute of America, not... The other one. <laughs> yeah. No, I had to confuse with the other yeah. CIA. Universities and companies like that are, are capitalizing on this online learning. Like, uh, Aaron, you know, did has done the entirety of his cybersecurity training has been through online. Skillshare, they might say, okay, I like this particular class on this server, 
But this one kind of fell short because why I had here are my issues with saying class. So here would here's what I wish they would have gone into more detail about. So that's become more prevalent. Now, does anyone have any skills that they specifically learned online or learned to hone online? I know I mentioned Spanish earlier, but what about everybody else here? Honestly, that's how I learned to do makeup. And I used to do a lot of nail art back in the day, you know, before really entering kitchens where I can't really have my nails done. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, back in high school, yeah, that's like middle and high school. That's how I learned to do hair and makeup. That's a huge niche on YouTube. Cause I, I would say, aside from you know the cooking and the recipe side of things, I'm gonna say that hair and the nails and the makeup that that whole niche like just exploded, you know. Especially when Becky Motor kind of door when it made everybody else kind of you know want to take that same. You know, niche and run with it. You know, because Becky Moe at the time, when she was first doing it, it wasn't as much of a thing. You know, people weren't really, you know, she was ahead of the curve as far as like doing, you know, makeup and hair and nails. <laughs> because back when she did it in 2006, it wasn't really. You know, that whole overall Aquino was like, really? People are going to actually sit and <laughs> watch this, you know, sort of content, you know, because uh, YouTube as a whole was still looking kind of weird. Like, it, it's. Yeah, yeah. The cards have kind of flipped now where if you don't see a YouTube channel about a particular thing, it's odd. Because everything you think of. And YouTube's niches yeah. have niches. Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> to find somebody that you know doesn't have a YouTube account or doesn't have you know a Skillshare class or Jumping. You know, is not offering a certain uh, way to hone a certain craft is just like, huh? <laughs> you know, what are you, what are you speaking of? Yeah. And then. That you can't necessarily home like for example uh, collecting comic books yeah there's a channel for that too it's <laughs> just like you know there's plenty of pig ones yep 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 and then, let me see another skill that I like I said songwriting is a big one just because that's what I want to get into so it's just like Okay, let me look up every songwriting video I can find. Mm -hmm. And let me see how I play it. If I write a pop song versus the country song versus. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I don't think you need a songwriting class for the EBM genre. I don't think you do. Cause I say with EBM is probably the simplest approach, is probably the best one. Cause you're not writing, let me see, you're not using SAT words in an EDM song. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And then, um, 
feel like more universities are starting to offer online courses too, which I think I think is cool. You don't necessarily have to be a student or be enrolled to you know learn from college courses. I, I think that's a cool thing. Yeah, that's actually like uh, Aaron is a teacher's assistant currently for the cyber plus cybersecurity boot camp uh, run by UT. And like you don't have to be enrolled in UT to do it. That's it's just coming through their research labs and everything. Hmm. And I think Harvard offers as far as I can tell business courses, they offer a lot of business courses. So you're not net you, you don't necessarily have to be enrolled in Harvard to necessarily sit in a lecture and you know, learn from them. I think UNCC also had their own cybersecurity bootcamp I've seen pop up for ads, so I think they also offer that. I think it's good, you know, because if you know, if you got a group of friends, like I have a group of friends, we all kind of have an interest or, you know, a side hustle we're trying to hop into just because we don't want to put our eggs in one basket. Like everybody I know has
Are you sure that's what you wanna do? Yeah. Not so much anymore because, you know, people like Ninja have made a killing just off of doing that. Like that's all they do. <laughs> There's nothing else. You know, even Brandon Sanderson, I know is you know, he's starting to do more online content in English. I'm a, I'm a fan of his work too. I think it's pretty cool. Yep. I think you know, I think by him having, you know, a podcast and him offering it back and, and Neil Gaming, you know, he, he's definitely also one of those that has a heavy you know, he's always offering advice to aspiring writers. Like if he if he offered an online class, which probably does and I just had looked it up, if he does, I'm gonna be a part of that. Now that is one class I will be a part of. Let me see who else would I take advice from. If Tom Kenny ever offered a voice editing class in advanced <laughs> class, I would definitely enroll for sure. <laughs> that yeah, that would be a good one. I, I want to learn how to do the SpongeBob voice and the half voice. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the half voice. <laughs> I, I feel like him and I kind of. Not, not the glutton part. We don't, we don't have the glutton part eh? in common, but I feel like if my cartoon, if I, if I were a cartoon character, I feel like I'd be a heifer. Because <laughs> eat, sunbathe while eating, yeah, that, that sounds about what I could. <laughs> but then again, my, my nickname is also SpongeBob because, you know, with some of my friends, because. I my enthusiasm more so than anything. Mm. Let me see. What else would I take an online course from? Uh, I want to sit in. If you're for acting, I think I would take tips from Denzel Washington. I think that'd be pretty cool. I would think in that case, if he ever offered one, I wouldn't miss him all. Man, I'd be taking notes like he was in an actual class, highlighter and all. Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Let's see. Now that I'm thinking about it, like I actually I forget the name of it at this point, but uh, I did like some online class for dog training when uh, I was helping Jess with her dogs, and that was from some guy in Australia. Mm. And it's uh, it's helped a lot actually. Well, I don't know how they're doing anymore that I'm not living with them, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, with NBC and Buck Choi, it's helped a lot. You bring up a great point. I feel like, you know, a lot of those online courses have kind of made everybody, you know, be more global or be more used to learning from other cultures, you know. And the whole globalization, I think it's a good thing because you're starting to see, you know, people learn from Australian people and people over in the UK have how to fry fish and chips, you know? And yeah. uh, obviously, South Korea's getting, you know, they, they're having a big moment in the spotlight. I think probably the biggest moment we've ever seen for the South Korean culture ever, ever. <laughs> I mean, that's where a lot of the esports is stemming from. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You know, the success of movies like Parasite and, of course, you know, K-pop has just become... Taking over the world? Huge thing. 
with smiles. <laughs> you know, you feel like the eye personnel if you're not familiar with it at all. Like, you know, you feel like the eye person. It used to be a time where you mentioned girls' generation, but just throw them out there and shout out to them because they just put out another album. You get time where if you mention girls' generation, people look at you like, okay, they're weird. <laughs> you know, I mean, it wasn't cool. It wasn't considered cool at one point. Yeah, like, I remember Kai when she was in high school listening to Big Bang and everything. Mm-hmm. And other, uh, if you listen to K pop, you weren't just weird, you were stay away from that person level of weird. Yep. Like, it was extremely like, niche. You know, they were taking online courses at one point in time. We were considered the eye for this. Like, okay, nerd. <laughs> you know, it wasn't cool at one point to be so involved and like, you know, even if you were for side friends, the hobby is just like, oh, oh, he, he or she is a nerd. Yeah, I mean, learning a second language here in the states. If you were going to learn a second language, you were either super rich muckety muck or so poor that you had to learn to speak to the people in your socioeconomic group. That was really the way people treated it. Yeah, true, very true. Nowadays, if you have to learn another language because there's so many things accessible, you need more languages to get to everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing um, that. There's also the fact that some things are on a cycle, like uh, like pro wrestling, <laughs> where where it comes and goes, and um, so, yeah, and and a bunch of magicians are actually complaining that 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 um, apparently magic is not on a cycle, at least not to the same extent, where it's not. Where it's, I, where, I think a number of factors have kind of played into that. When yeah. you know, once you find out how the trick is. Because a lot of, you know, there's yeah. been a lot of magic exposed videos. Yeah. And, and the mass magician the from. The mass starts to spread around. Yeah. Like, why well, everybody start to click the link? Yeah. Then you kind of ruin the illusion. So, therefore, you know, people are like, I don't, don't want to participate in that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and like I would say age probably has a lot to do with it as well. But, like, you're seven or eight when you get into magic. You are fully into magic. Like, that's what you're into. By the time you hit, like, 15 to 16, you know, you might be into, like, we're talking about K-pop. You might be into, you know, more boy bands. You might be into, you know, the emo scene. Yeah, yeah, Charizard didn't like that one. Well, most people, when they hop into that scene, they're going to be around 14 to 16, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. People hop in and, and they stay in it for seven years and then they kind of hop out of it. And then yeah, some I mean, people, it's not a phase, man. It's not a phase. Uh, My hair is no phase. Yeah, I mean, uh, going back to um, people getting in and out of stuff with uh, like Charizard, um, what was it, for a good five or six years, you couldn't, uh, you you lost the, um, I don't want to put this. The sense of wonder with magicians because of um, what was it? The prestige <laughs> in the with that with the uh, bird cage <laughs> scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Traumatic. <laughs> and then 
with, with magic too, I feel like it, it's one of those things where, like you said, it's just going to be, it's in and then it's out. Because aside from Penn and Teller still having their, you know, still having their show on TV, really don't see magic being represented as much as you used to. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still like a staple for Vegas shows, you know? Like, you go to Vegas. Like, yeah. Vegas has embraced it more so than anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the whole shtick of Vegas is casinos and magic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> money, 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 money. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and the residency shows to a lesser extent. Yeah. I'm just saying that that'd be the third one underneath the other two. But, you know, they really pushed that whole, you know, magic. I remember when Siegfried and Roy were both out. You know, that whole idea, of course, it, you know, ended tragically. But, you know, for a long time, to the point where Siegfried and Moore could show up on Fresh Prince of Bella, like, it's nothing. Like, that's, that, that was just normal. That's what you expected to see, you know? You know, it is to Vegas what I feel like the Rockettes are to NYC. Like, you expect to see them. Or, you know, I guess you could say the showgirls in Vegas too for a while, but, you know, they seem to have pulled away from that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you saw. And there's the other one. I think the only TV, the only other TV show I can think of where card tricks were, you know, currently where card tricks are, you know, still kind of pushed is you know, America's Got Talent because you do see a lot of magic acts on that show. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 like that was watching an old um, clip from that, and uh, you know, the um, guy, um, you probably heard of this one, Jonathan, um, Piff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that that's the only time we really see Magic pushing a mainstream kind of like current. Like, you know, because at one point, even on Nicktoons, we had a lot of Magic themed episodes. Like, for example, when um, uh, Hell was putting on her. No, Arnold was putting on her ma- his, his Magic yeah. show. Yeah, and he. Um, and, 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 <laughs> And he made Helga disappear. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> or he thought he made her disappear. <laughs> so yeah, really, she just walked out the back of the shadow box and or whatever it was. I hear make Helga disappear. I ain't said it in my head. You never left my head. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah. The Doug episode where he was trying to impress Pat and he had the, uh, he had the handcuffs, but he couldn't get him. The orc, yeah. And then he lost it. He lost the key in the um, what's that thing called? He lost the key in the air vent. Oh. oh, for the handcuffs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that, as we spoke uh, a year ago on it, or whenever it was, that trip of like a, a child, a kids show of like having the magic episode. Yeah. That's still going on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's become a trope at this point because everybody, 
You have to do yeah. at least one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then you have, um, you now this show's not technically for kids, but they still play around with it. Um, but even in, um, and this was actually adapted straight from the novel, so it came straight from the original source material. But um, even um, Good Omens had the, had the uh, less than stellar um, magic show that Aziraphale <laughs> attempted to pull off. <laughs> I don't think that was Tim Burton, though. The other one, it was the Wes Anderson? Probably. It may, yeah, it might have been Wes Anderson. It might have been him. Let me, let me see. Don't it, was about, it was about a magician, though. Yeah, it was like a Bradley Yeah, Bradley, Bradley Cooper and Magician movie. Yeah, because I don't, as I know that um, Christopher Nolan did The Prestige, and I don't remember who did The Illusionist, but those, but that was not, Bradley Cooper was not in either one of those. Um, so because you had Ed Norton in the, in the latter, and you had um, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale alongside Sir Michael Caine in the former. And I ended up liking both of those films. I just, I just wish they would have spaced them out as far as the timing. I feel like, yeah. you know, it's Oh, no, Caramel Del Toro. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. They are rather similar, aren't they? <laughs> Understandable confusion. is the only thing that they, where they went wrong on them. Because both of those are great films. I like the prestige and I like the movies. But, you know, the timing was just not <laughs> conducive. The most ideal. Yeah. And then let me see. Let me think of some more. They did the greatest showman. We saw them about Jack. Shout out the greatest showman. You know, the yep. whole circus element. Yeah, and that's another thing where, um, going back to the, where you don't see that anymore on a regular basis anyway. No, I think that's part of the reason why the film is so successful because you don't really see, you know, circus-themed films as, or circus-themed episodes. Again, that's another big part. Hello, circus Angelica's out of progress. I'm looking at you. Yeah, that's a fun one. All right, so we're pushing the 40-minute mark here. So how about this one? We'll wrap this one up. Um, the Homeboy Online insert placeholder here. <laughs> oh, goodness. Did the cooking players might be kind of... Let me see. It will be a professional cooking class, but it'll probably be like, you know, ramen noodles. You know, filet mignon is his name. No. <laughs> then they're going to show you how to cook a steak. That's, that's about as far as it Because <laughs> that, that's what they can afford. You know how to steak, you know how to scramble eggs. You know. Yep. And then you're not going to have a real pretty looking egg and cheese sandwich. No, no. 
No Brio's bread, no none of that. It's going to be white bread yeah. with some butter, and that's about as far as it's going to be. Oh yeah, um, Charizard. I mean, if we may ask you, is what's your email address? Charizardmcnaughton at gmail dot com. Okay, all one word and with yep. the oh, okay with the two A's. Yeah, okay, it's my answer. Okay, just yeah. Is it? All right, listen, don't spam that, please. It's already full of spam. No, I'm not <laughs> going to do that. Or is it? Or is it, or, yeah, we're still recording. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, I was just wondering. No one likes spam mail, especially not in Gmail, because I feel like you know that get a little out of hand at times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Yeah, I'm not trying to. <laughs> okay. So yeah, because I have a couple of ideas for um your for Yami. I was just wondering. Yeah, I haven't done anything. I haven't got any um. Haven't finalized anything. But just wondering. Okay. Um. And I think we might start to see online learning as a TV trope in the very future. I think, you know, they, they haven't incorporated it in there quite yet, but I, I think it's coming. You know, I think Bright is a very aware of kind of what's going on in the world. So I feel like maybe you might start to see, you know, a sitcom about online learning, which is probably that hasn't happened yet, but it's probably coming. Yeah, especially with uh, like globally, everybody having to switch to online learning for you know almost two years there. And maybe a high school comedy kind of you know sitcoms centered around the whole idea of trying to juggle. Okay, we we had to learn online for two years, but then we're trying to adjust back into, especially freshmen. I feel like you know a lot of freshmen it just. You know, just got to high school and all this stuff. Oh, we got to shift to online learning, and then you know that whole uh, juggling process that, frankly, none of us in high school ever had to do. Like, I, I don't know how it feels. It feels weird to me. Like, it been so, you know, if we had done it in 2000, rather than you know 2020. If somebody said, oh, by the way. Your high school experience is about to be online due to the Ebola pandemic or whatever. Yeah. All right. I would have felt about that. All right. So let's end this here. And there you are. Okay. Um, and we will. So we don't know when we'll get back to either of our mainstays. <laughs> but I do want to keep mine open for a bit here. So, all right. So, don't. Yeah. So. Okay, so, um, 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 all right, so, ending this year, so. Until next time, people. Sharp's on the OE, if you want to say? Thanks for having me again. All right. Kai? Y'all have a good one. All right. Signing off. <laughs>